Hi, everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, uh, where we get together and converse about the current issues that we're exposing, confronting, and changing. This week, uh, both Juneteenth and Father's Day fall on the same weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And so I really wanted to invite someone to be my guest whose story and whose mission in life are tied in directly with both of these days. Um, so I'm so thrilled to welcome back to the podcast my friend Charles Johnson. Hi, Charles. Hey, Carmen. How are you? Listen, it is always wonderful to be here with you and the Consumer Watchdog team. Um, you know, you are my shero and truly one of my favorite people in the world. And so um, before we get into all the exciting stuff that we're going to talk about today, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you and I'm um, just grateful for everything that you are doing um, to just make, you know, California and our country a better, safer place. So just thank you. Well, thanks to you, Charles, and you are such an inspiration. So we'll have a we'll have an inspirational podcast is what that sets us up for. <laughs> I'm all about it. Let's do it. Um, so, uh, you've, uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, you may have, uh, heard a little bit of Charles's story. Um, he's the chair of the Fairness Act campaign, uh, which is our November 2022 initiative out here in California, uh, to update our state's outdated draconian limits on, uh, patient rights that prevent families who are harmed by medical negligence from seeking justice, um, and Charles is unfortunately the chair of that campaign because he lost his wife to medical negligence here in Los Angeles five years ago um, because her bladder was cut during a C-section. And, you know, we've heard some of this story before, um, but, uh, you know, what was really important here was not just the negligence, which perhaps could have been corrected, uh, but an experience that is unique to the experience of too many Black women and other women of color uh, giving birth in this country. So, Charles, maybe tell us about that, um, especially from that angle. Sure, sure, sure. So, absolutely. So, um, you know, there is no better reflection of bias in healthcare than what we see with the maternal death crisis in the United States. First and foremost, the fact that in the United States, more women are dying in childbirth than any other industrialized nation. Um, our maternal death rates have steady, steadily risen um, by 52% in the last, I believe, uh, 25 years, while they have dropped by over 50% in Europe during the same time frame. We are both the most dangerous and the most expensive country to give birth in in the world. Let that, you know, as the old folks say, sizzle in your spirit for a moment, right? But beyond that, when we talk about these um, racial disparities and we drill in that even more horrifying than all of that, Carmen, African-American women are dying five times as often as, Caucasian, as Caucasian mothers. And folks would lead you to believe that race is the risk factor but it's truly the risk factor is racism. And there's studies that show that African-American women who have graduate and postgraduate degrees are actually dying at um, rates higher than Caucasian women who are living below the poverty line, right? So we cannot have a substantive conversation about uh, this crisis and this uh, human rights um, these human rights failures without having a really, really, really 
transparent conversation about the role that race and racism play um, in healthcare, and as well as uh, in, in healthcare across the board, not just maternal healthcare. Right, and um, you know, you uh, part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you this week, Charles, was that you share Kira's story this week in a Father's Day special uh, hosted by Oprah and Sterling K. Brown, uh, celebrating Black fatherhood. Um, which was moving and amazing. I encourage everyone to uh, search for it. It's on OWN TV. It'll run um, this Sunday on Father's Day. But one of the things you say in the show is that, um, you know, uh, Kira gave birth. Your son was born perfectly healthy. um, And then she began to deteriorate. And no one listened uh, when you tried to bring that to their attention. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, that is exactly what happened. And so Kira was allowed to suffer and bleed internally um, for more than 10 hours while we begged and pleaded for the um, staff at Cedar Sinai to help. And um, she was failed. And what happened to Kira was not an isolated incident, even though that's what I thought at the time. And I've been in this work in patient advocacy. Um, trying to support families and trying to help prevent this from happening. And the thing that I see time and time again, particularly when it comes to black women, is it is this horrifying rerun of events for these mothers. And the same thing is happening over and over again. The pain, the concerns were dismissed. They weren't prioritized. And by the time they finally decided to take action, it was too late. And so even beyond these these precious mothers that were losing, we also have to discuss the fact that more than 50,000 women in the United States are experiencing what we call near-miss birthing experiences, meaning that they nearly have died in childbirth. And then so what does that say for them moving forward? I hear from so many women all the time that um, had plans for having multiple children or additional children, but they're birthing experience was so traumatic that they just can't um, even fathom going through it again. And there's even more to that. There's even a lot of women that are leaving their birth experience sustaining very, very, you know, serious um, injuries that are not allowing them to have uh, to further grow their families. So we have a lot, a lot of work to do. Well, and that, I mean, that brings us to the um, lack of accountability that perpetuates uh, this poor health, this these poor outcomes, the poor treatment and the poor poor healthcare outcomes um, for women of color and and frankly for other patients as well, um, which is which is what the Fairness Act is is trying to get at. So maybe talk about that just a little bit and how it impacted um, your case. Exactly. So um, we have. To have accountability and transparency in healthcare, um, patients deserve to understand, to know about their provider's record, um, if they have had previous instances of neglect, of um, you know, harmful behavior, um, and more than that, doctors and providers must be held accountable. And so, what we see in California is this perfect storm of 
a outdated set of laws that have been in place since 1965 that are unconstitutional and don't allow families to seek justice and accountability from a civil fashion. So doctors who are bad actors go unchecked, coupled with a um, medical board that really is a kangaroo court that just is slapping doctors on the wrist and allowing doctors that have severely harmed patients and have had very serious violations and are repeat offenders to keep their medical licenses. Um, and Carmen and Consumer Watchdog have done an amazing job uh, trying to um, alert the public to a lot of these doctors who are bad actors, but they are, it is, it is ridiculous. And the fact that these doctors are allowed to practice and go on with their lives after they have severely harmed, maimed, and then oftentimes killed um, citizens in California. So we are fighting together. I'm proud to be standing with Consumer Watchdog. I'm proud to be standing with um, this amazing group of allies and stakeholders who are saying that enough is enough. It's time for change in California. And the reality situation is that money and incestuous relationships have corrupted the California legislature. So instead of trying to change the California legislature, Carmen, I'm so proud that we have decided to take this issue and put it in the hands of the people. So in November of 2022, the citizens of California will have the opportunity to go to the polls and vote for the Fairness for Injured Patients Act that will restore the rights and protect patients, um, not only for this generation, but for generations to come. And so I'm really hopeful that um, we are going to see a new day in California where we can restore not only the rights, but the dignity of these families, right? And if there's simple, the simple ability to have closure and justice um, should be the bare minimum, the bare minimum for these families. And we're going to make sure they get just that. Well, I, I, you've said in the past that, um, you know, before you can find peace, you need accountability. Before you can move Absolutely. on, you need answers and justice. And that's, and that's so critical. And what, what the Fairness Act would do, it would um, open the doors uh, to the courts of justice to say, if your loved one dies in childbirth, you have a right to answers and accountability. Um, and the current law that caps compensation in cases just like yours uh, prevents that from ever happening. People can't find attorneys, they can't get answers, they can't get justice. And that's what the Fairness Act Fairness Act would change. So maybe, maybe Charles, we can close on a, a, a question that I've, I've heard folks ask, and I just love your answer. Um, because, you know, at, 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 um, at some point, uh, your sons are going to ask you uh, what you did after uh, this tragedy happened to their mom. And I just, I, I love what, um, I love what you've said. Uh, you want to be able to tell them uh, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, as we approach Father's Day, my heart is heavy, right? Mm -hmm. Milestones are difficult for us. And um, I'm so blessed to have two amazing boys that Kira, um, these gifts that Kira left. And as they get older, their curiosity about their mother and her absence, it evolves, right? And I do my best to explain to her, explain to them that she's not here because she's, um, she's an angel now and she's doing important work. 
But I understand there's only so long that I can present these sort of explanations to my sons. And I understand that there will come a time, Carmen, that I'll have to have a very, very, um, I'll have to have that conversation with them mm-hmm. about what really happened to their mother and why they were robbed of her. And um, I know that you haven't met my boys, and I'm, I, I can't wait for them to meet their Auntie Carmen very soon, but they are just, they have these, li- they're lion-hearted. And I, you know, they're little warriors, and I understand, and I, I kind of can anticipate the type of men that they'll grow to be. And one of the questions that I just, that keeps me up at night and I think about so often is after having this conversation, my son's asking me, well, daddy, what did you do about it? And the reason that I'll never give up the reason I wake up every single day fighting to make sure that we don't let other women and other people suffer the same fate is because when it's time to have that conversation, I want to be able to look my sons in the eye and say that I did everything I could to make sure that what happened to your mom does not happen to other women. And what happened to us does not happen to other families. And it's because of the sacrifice that your mother made. And although she's not here, um, it's because of the sacrifice and the pain that we went through that other mothers will be able to go home with their beautiful babies. And it's that other families will be able to share wonderful memories together. And, you know, I hope that although that won't fill that gap in their heart, at least I hope that it will make them proud. Well, thank you for that, Charles. And thanks for everything you're doing. I mean, it should never have had to come this way, but I truly believe that, you know, the power of you sharing this story and the power of your conviction and uh, probably Carol watching uh, watching that fight is going to bring change here in California and across the country. So thanks so much for all of that work. It's my honor. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to change the world together. Yeah, I, I look forward to the coming year. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining me, Charles. And Absolutely. thanks to everyone. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Carmen Bulber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report. <laughs>